Well, it's an open mic on this show. Everyone gets a chance. And this podcast is independent on my every weekday show, Politics Today, and Weekend Sunday Politics on Channel's television. Well, welcome, everyone. I'm Chiongo Kimale. Well, let's tell you that President Bola Tinubu is still assembling his team. It seems uh, with what we're saying every day, more people are being named. Agencies and prior starters are getting new heads. The latest is a long one, but here are a few of them. Corporate Affairs Commission, CAC Husseini, Ishak Magaji, Industrial Training Fund, Afis Ogun National Sugar uh, Development Council, Kamal Barricade, Nigeria Export Processing Zone Authority, Olufemi Ogunyemi, Nigeria Export Promotion Council, Nonye Ayeni, Nigeria Investment Promotion Commission, Aisha Rimi. These assignments are getting people talking. One notable one are questions raised over the legality or otherwise of the appointment of the new EFCC boss, specifically regarding the Section 2, Subsection 3 of the EFCC Act 2004, which stipulates that a chairman must uh, be a serving or retired member of any government security or law enforcement agency not below the rank of assistant commissioner of police or equivalent and possess not less than 15 years experience what do you make of these new appointments is the president out of order as far as the law is concerned are these made based on political exigency or necessities or the president is following the rule of law and a lot of people have said there's a lot of nepotism in his appointment and this has gotten a lot of nigerians talking and that is the reason why we're brought into the front banner on this podcast welcome everyone i'm not going to be doing the talking on this podcast as you know i'm just the anchor man i have some very uh sound analyst and uh, contributor on this podcast today two of them one is a lawyer whose views are widely um notable uh liberals oshoma who is based in lagos liberals oshoma is a legal practitioner he joins us on the podcast thank you so much mr oshoma for your time today and uh thank um, you sir. as well as our friend uh, kaude okundamisi who is a political analyst he's an ardent follower and uh, um a very uh vocal uh commentator on nigeria social and political affairs Thank you so much, Cardi. It's good to see you again. He's joining yeah, us from London. Thank you so much. We're looking at these from different angles, political, social, um, and legal angles. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us. Now, where do we start from? Um, these, uh, we understand that the presidency has up almost 2,000 appointments more to make. But let me, just in about 60 seconds, to get your general overview, both of you. Let me begin with uh, uh, Liberals. What is your, uh, summarize for us, your view uh, of Bola Tinubu from the 29th of uh, May, 2023, and October 14, 2023. What do you make of his appointments so far? Um, sure, I will not uh, pretend here uh, to say that um, I expected a departure 
from um, President Bola Tinubu's appointment. If, uh, like I said in a forum yesterday, if we accused Bola, um, Buhari of being nepotistic in his appointments, uh, and then we gloss over the appointment so far of uh, the nepotistic uh, or the, the nepotism exhibited also by President Bola Tinubu in his appointment, then we owe Buhari an apology. Uh, because if you look at it, it's almost certain even people in, in government or, you know, supporters of the president also are finding it difficult, even though they are discussing it hush-hush. They are finding it difficult, you know, to even explain all of this nepotistic appointment. The essence of, you know, having um, the, what do you call it, um, uh, um, spread in your appointment is to give everybody in Nigeria a sense of belonging. President Buhari was criticized for saying that he will not treat those that gave him 97% vote same way we treat those that gave him 5% vote. And we saw that in his appointment. And um, unfortunately, President Tinubu is following suit also in this appointment. I give you an example, a few examples, uh, apart from the legal issues. We saw the list of ministers, um, a situation where people queried, you know, appointment of ministers and some persons who had NYC carryovers, you know, as um, ministers. I, I, I think, you know, it was a sour one for, for the administration. And then you started counting, you know, all um, of the, you know, what do you call, let me use the Nigerian palace, the juicy appointments were going in one direction. Even amongst the Western states, some even allege that, you know, it, most of these appointments were cornered to, you know, people in Lagos, the, you know, the Westerners in Lagos are not even, you know, with the spread. So, um, yes, you can say some of these persons are people that have worked with the president before while he was governor. But then there is, being a president of Nigeria is different from being a governor. So there's need for that sense of belonging to every section of, of, of the country and not to reserve special appointment for certain persons and then the other ones just to fulfill all righteousness. You, you, you know, you decide, okay, so let's see who, who and who we can give. And then lastly on this, so that I can hear the floor for Karade, um, in every parastata, there are laws setting up such parastatas and there are laws also guiding how appointment into those parastatas should be made, ministries, agencies, and parastatas. And the moment any law is violated, or the laws are not observed or observed in breach, then there's certainly a problem. And, and governments need for laws. And the moment people begin to complain and point out errors in appointing, in making appointments, there's certainly, I think there's need to be a rethink in that direction and then the government so that you don't unnecessarily cut, cut controversy. So you need to look back and retool your strategy. Kari, uh, what, what are your views? Your summary, summary of your own view about the president's, the old gamut, or the, 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 the old appointments that the president have made from the beginning to now. So, uh, thank you, sir. I wish I could um, disagree with um, liberals, but um, this is one of those occasions where, you know, 
FATSA. FATSA, I think the president's appointment had been lopsided. To the southwest, there's no point hiding this thing. To the southwest of Nigeria, um, it appears this our history of once your tribal man becomes president, then it's the turn of the section of your country to uh, to to get more favor. And it is not just Tinubu. When Jonathan was president his first time, it was filled with people from. Uh, is a jaw ethnic nationality. Even where he had to go and choose uh, someone, in the, as you know, that a jaw nation is spread across a very wide geographical area across states. So even when in the case of um, uh, rivers, where you would need to pick someone, it would be someone of a jaw heritage. So this is not new. Even Ondo. Even Ondo, when he went to Ondo, it had to be someone of a jaw um, heritage. Uh, the same thing you can't. Uh, uh, watch uh, President Buhari off um, this accusation of lopsidedness. And now, disappointingly, President Tinumbu uh, seems to be carrying on in that tradition of um, once uh, you become the president of uh, a multi-ethnic, diverse country such as Nigeria, uh, with a lot of suspicion, you would favor people from your ethnic uh, group. And it's sad that quite a number of people are not talking about it. Uh, whether they don't want to be seen as um, upsetting their own um, uh, uh, people who are usually loud about this kind of um, uh, uh, clear uh, bias are not speaking out. And I think people need to start speaking out, really. Uh, so beyond the lopsidedness in their appointment, I, it's very interesting that when you even look at the appointment from the northern part of Nigeria, it's like choosing the worst of that part of Nigeria. <laughs> into the cabinet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, okay, I'm going to give not the Minister of Defense. Now, look at you, the Minister of Defense. I'm going to give, <laughs> I'm going to give the northern part of Nigeria very powerful positions, but you pick, you don't pick the best from that part of the country. So, you know, you know they are set to fail from the word go. So even in making those, um, and then if you come to the Southwest, I think the president needs to, uh, uh, take a step back. He's been a very consistent uh, person in opposition, pointing out these ills and this misadventure exactly. by previous administration. And now he's in government, he's in power. He has the absolute opportunity to do things right. Now, beyond this, I am shocked, embarrassed, disappointed at even the way appointments are being shown out like a piece of cake. You know, we have the highest number of ministers, if I'm not wrong, in the history of political appoint, uh, ministers since 19, since um, Obasanjo. Uh, and we're at a point where our our resources, the finances are shaky. So the, the, the presidency is not living by the example of the people. There are there are there are organizations that are that are sort of streamlining members of staff, you know. Uh, the price of the dollar to the naira, uh, the economy in itself is not um, looking good, and I think it's time the government needs to 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 sit tight and um, walk the talk. Now I'm hearing special assistant south south, special assistant special assistant northeast northeast. <laughs> That's the first time in the issue of in Nigeria that even within the president they are creating positions 
essays are regional based, you know. So I, I think uh, uh, the government needs to tell them themselves there's a need to because it, you see in politics there's what we call signaling. You know, you cannot be doing all these things and telling other people to sit tight and and, and sort of tighten their 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 belt. So I think these appointments, uh, it, it, you see, when when it first when uh, it, it came in, even within the 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 uh, the ministers that you say are competent, take out the minister of uh, foreign affairs, take out the minister of health, you would ask yourself, what is someone like Delia Alake doing in um, in uh, mines, mineral resources, mineral resources? Uh, you would ask yourself, why do we need to have this blue economy uh, portfolio? So there are just so many things where the the president needs to just uh, uh, reflect, and those who really care about him should um, point out to him that Nigeria is not Lagos, and you cannot run the country the way uh, because in Lagos you're just dealing with um, mainly a majority Yoruba ethnic nationality, so the opposition will be from within. But in the country. The president needs to be quite sensitive uh, to this. So I would score him quite low, uh, to be honest. Okay. So, liberals, quickly, there are three uh, criteria which you have, uh, which the section uh, of the EFCC Act 2004 uh, has stipulated. And I'd like to ask you uh, if you can just tell me yes or no to or, uh, whether or not Oluko Ede ticks the box, uh, legally speaking. So the first criteria is whether is a retired or serving uh, officer of a security or law enforcement agency. True or false? False. Is he false? Is he in any? Has he attained the position of a rank of assistant commissioner of police or equivalent? True or false? The answer is the answer is a no. Also, does he possess? 15 years, nothing less than 15 years cognitive experience? The answer is a no, because um, the, when we use the word cognate, we tend to confuse Nigerians. Cognate means related. Is his experience, his four years experience in EFCC, is he related to the requirements spelled out in the EFCC Act? The answer is no. Is 22 years practice, can he equate, can he, he equate the 15 years that we're talking about it is, it's not related. It's a private practice. It's not even a government practice. The law strictly stipulates government security or law enforcement agency. 15 years related experience cannot equate uh, uh, 22 years practice at the bar cannot equate that 15 years experience in government where law enforcement agency. So your final answer is Oluka Ede's appointment is illegal. Oluka Ede's appointment, looking at the three criteria that you have listed also, it's illegal and it's in it, and it's non-compliance with the provisions of the EFCC Act, which that is, is setting up the EFCC. Which is the and you cannot appoint the chairman yeah. first and foremost. Yeah, the establishing act. You can't appoint the chairman and and that chairman is going to function in an establishment, and his appointment violates the same law that the chairman is going to use to function. Okay, so, and I'll go to this. This particular position is one of such positions that has to be confirmed by the Senate. Although, yeah. in the case of yes. Magu, rejected, rejected, <laughs> yeah. 
but yet the the appointor has insisted that he must stay, albeit against the will of the confirming authority. Now, uh, do you see the kind of Senate that we have, any opposition, based on the point (laughs) of law that they might reject Olukere when he appears before them? Um, Shehu, first and foremost, let me quickly um, um, give kudos to the senator representing me at the National Assembly, uh, Senator Adam Soshomole. He was the only senator that I saw spoke up, despite being close to the president. People like that who are close to the president, who you feel should be psychophantic, you know, spoke out vehemently, you know, pointing out the errors to the, to, to the president. People like that, we need more people like that in the Senate who they will be able to point out your faults so that you'll be able to correct them. But I can tell you, to answer your question, take Senator Godswill Fabio, the Senate president, a senator who derives pleasure in wearing a cap with the president in senior. How do you expect? It's like almost being psychopathic to the president, worshipping Mr. President, you know, is... Almost like, you know, anything the president wants, we will do. So how do you expect a, such a Senate headed by such a man to, to scrutinize or reject, you know, uh, nominees from Mr. President? I think mean, Mangus own was even, um, uh, uh, at least you would say that the Senate was, was, was um, uh, firm, uh, other Saraki, to have rejected, you know, that nomination on the allegations. At the end of the day, the people that eulogize that nomination, look at how Mago eventually, you know, ended. So in this same vein, I do not, I do not see Akpabio, Akpabio doing anything close to what Saraki did. At the end of the day, even if the entire Senate, you have the nays, I know just like uh, Ahmed Lawa, the Akpabio's eyes would have it on that day because certainly, that is what the president of the day wants. And it's obvious that the man worships, you know, by his body language, worships the ground on which the president stands because it's almost as if, you know, all he wanted is life ambition. He's been a minister, he's been a governor. Now he's a Senate president. And the man that made it happen for him, you know, anything he wants, he would do. So I don't see Akbabio rejecting the nomination, despite the fact that this is a vow. Violation of the law that the valid limits. I need to get people from the space to uh, then speak. Uh, but there is one appointment which is the chairman of Pharma. Uh, that's the federal. Um, uh, what's it called now? Uh, let me get the right. Uh, road maintenance agency. Ma- road, roads. Yes, maintenance yeah, road. agency. Absolutely. Uh, engineer Imam Ibrahim Kashim Imam. Who, incidentally, as uh, there is a coincidence of name and identity, with his father, is a very popular politician from Bornu State. And uh, in fact, he, when the names were announced, it was his father's picture that was first put out there before it was being corrected. And the presidency had actually put his own picture. He's a 24, five-year-old uh, gentleman born in uh, 1998 or so. Uh, who I understand finished from the University of Brighton. He's an engineer who I understand also had worked somehow with the Minister of uh, Works, uh, um, uh, Dave Umahi. Let's go on to Twitter spaces. I'd like to hear what people's views are. Tino, I mean, the appointment made by President Tinobu 
legal issues have been drawn, nepotism issues drawn into it, social issues, uh, issues of balance, issues of politics have been drawn into it. What do you think? Ladies and gentlemen, the floor is open, the mic is on. Let me see whose hand is on. The first person I can see here on the floor is Omar Nainja. Omar Nainja, your hand is on and your mic is uh, on too. Please go ahead. Okay, thank you so much, um, Shum. So, first off, I noticed that while everybody spoke about um, the young man's age, there was very little emphasis on his qualification. Other than the I fact said he that made he first class. With a first class I said he, first no, I said he, no, sorry. Other than the fact that he graduated with a first class in his first degree, he also has a master's in um, engineering business management. And he also graduated with honors in that engineering business management talking about square pegs in square holes i mean round pegs in round holes for me i feel like what i've heard today is everybody here telling me that i cannot head a government agency because i am 22 and we have cases in the past in different places for example kylie Overson in usa north dakota was elected as the tax commissioner of north dakota at the age of age of 25 the tax mm -hmm. commissioner of that state at the age of 25 and she was able to achieve her aims and her objectives so why is it that the moment his age comes up it isn't about okay so we have this reason to believe he's incompetent you understand but it is just that the age makes us believe he's incompetent. It is a it is an issue of guilty until proving innocent. Ignoring all the good things he has done to say, oh, we still don't believe this because he's not as old as us. Because I know for a fact, this is not an insult to anybody. I have seen lawyers, old lawyers speak, and I felt like they were saying jargons. I have seen government officials that are supposed to be very knowledgeable speak, and I felt like they were saying jargons. Age does not guarantee your qualification. Your knowledge, what you can do, your, your sense of innovation. Mark Zuckerberg was the chairman of the board of Facebook. Before the age of 25, he was the CEO. Yes, he was also the chairman of his board. Same with the guy that um, started Snapchat. He was the chairman of his board and at the age less than 25. We've seen these people succeed in the past. So why will we come and say it is when it comes to our own turn? Because the, 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 somebody tried to paint the picture that this man only got to where he is, not because of his first class, not because of the honors he had in his master's in um, engineering business management, not because of any of that, but simply because he knows somebody. That is the image that somebody here tried to paint over and over again. That is and true. For me, I feel like that, that is, is true. insulting to the man because he that is put true. his efforts to get those results. He put in the work that is true. to get that first class. And somebody is coming to down talk it, to downplay it, and say, oh, it's because he knows somebody. Please, I don't know anybody. And me, I want to be solved. And I'm putting <laughs> I'm an an idea. Yeah. my ass off yeah. for it. Yeah, thanks so and much. You've had your say. I mean, I love this. Uh, I mean, 
the essence of this is for us to learn and exchange out this view. And even if the young Kashim Imam is listening to this podcast, it's a challenge to him that yeah. Nigerians think that you may not have the experience, you may have the knowledge, but they are expecting you to perform miracles. Thank you so much, Oman Ninja. Let me bring in yet another person that I've been itching to hear from, in, and that's uh, Osasu Obayuana. Uh, I can see your hand on. Please go ahead. Your mic is on. Uh, good evening, Sharon. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Um, you, good evening. You, you wanted me. You wanted me to talk about the appointment of Bayonanuga. But before I go there, I would like to respond to what Omar Niger just said. Um, I mean, I don't hide my age. I'm 54 now. Um, and when <laughs> I started, when I know, and you, when I started, you sound like I, an ancestor right now, Osasu. <laughs> yeah, to a lot of people. Yeah, an old fogey to a lot of people. Um, but when I started in journalism, I was 18. And I started writing for The Guardian in Nigeria at 18. I was in my third year law degree, or my law degree at university. So I'm the last person to be ageist when it comes to these things, because somebody trusted me an editor trusted me at that age to even go and cover big games for the newspaper those were things that journalists who were far older than me were not even given the opportunity to do so the issue for me is not the age of the young man the issue is the experience of the young man if you've just done a first degree and you've done a master's degree there's no doubt you have the academic knowledge that's clear obviously if you've got a first class and you did a master's you have the academic knowledge that's not the issue but i mean after you've got those things you need a few years of experience to manage a board to manage a federal agency that is responsible for roads over a country for 200 million people this is not a joke so we need to be serious about the kind of people we appoint to positions if after the age of 25, he had had two, three, four years, five years experience, and he was appointed at the age of 30 with a track record that people would see, nobody's going to say, oh, at 30, he's too, uh, too uh, young. Awesome. Awesome. But, we, but, 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 we, but we need to be serious about these issues and to be honest and straightforward about them. Because we are, I mean, we know how, I mean, in Nigeria, how bad the roads are. People don't travel by road because they are bad or because they are scared of being kidnapped or being attacked by robbers on the road. And these are issues that we need to solve because our roads, the bad roads are responsible for even expensive food. Because when the farmers finish, uh, get, get their crops and they are trying to transport them, Many of them rot on the way just because the lorries get into potholes, they crash, they, they can't get them out, and the food rots, so it's happening a lot. So we need to appreciate the seriousness of this issue. I don't want to disrespect young people. I'm the last person because I was given opportunities when I was very young. So I'm not going to discountenance young people at all. But please, let us not set them up to fail as well. You need to put them in the right position. You need to find the right kind of young people with the experience that gives them the gravitas to do the kind of job you are going to give to them. So that's all I'm going to say on that particular issue. 
Now, let me address the question that you wanted me to answer uh, while you were talking to Liberus. Um, so, <laughs> I'm not going to uh, make, I'm not going to uh, hide my feelings on this issue. I think that if you are a spokesman for the president of Nigeria, you need to have displayed a track record of honesty, fairness, justice, because you are representing the president you are speaking to in the country. I want people to tell me frankly, after the kind of statements that Bayo Onanuga wrote on Twitter about evil people and concerning the elections in Lagos State, which I'm sorry to say <laughs> look like the, the writing of somebody who is ethnically bigoted. I don't know any other way to put it. How can this person be appointed into to the government of Nigeria after making such statements? for which he has not apologized till today. In fact, he doubled down on those statements and said that he has no regret for them. I, 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 I'm gobsmacked by this type of behavior and that it It's interesting that it is Bayo Nanuga that announced the appointment himself. As far as I know, uh, the State House has not announced the appointment. He announced it himself, so... Is it really true? I assume it must be because I, I want to believe he wouldn't just announce it without knowing that he's been given the appointment. But I don't know why the State House has not announced it. So I, I just find it strange. But with regards to his suitability, I am sorry he's not suitable to serve this country. Not by a long shot. What an evening it's been for us to have a conversation around the major issues in our country today. Certificate or no certificate, error in certificate, another issue that those who say, let's focus on governance. Now, part of the issue of governance is legality, capacity of those who can perform. I mean, those who are even put there, are they rightly put in those positions? Because at the end of the day, the life of our average Nigerian is important. Well, I think I wouldn't be wrong to say there is always a widespread suspicion against the actions and decisions of Nigerian presidents in recent times, some bordering on nepotistic tendencies. The debate about appointments lacking the required spread to foster national cohesion came up a lot during the former president, Muhammad Buhari's government. Is the current administration towing the same path? One of the concerns raised in the appointment made so far in this administration is the issue of legality. If a larger of a number of Nigerians continue to feel that there is a blatant flouting of the law and due processes, these are bad optics. The government will only be creating more room for mistrust and divisiveness. There are also submissions here tonight that the president should strive towards building an organic love by doing the right thing. That way, he won't have to worry too much about having a long list of image makers. The highest office in the land must get it right for Nigeria to succeed. And that's how tonight's show has been. Thank you so much to the speakers and those who have joined in. Kaori uh, Ogunamisi, thank you so much for joining in from London. Thank and Liberal Soshoma, thank you so much also for weighing in.
from Lagos City. Thank you so much indeed, everyone, for being part of it. And that's our podcast today. It's good to hear so many of you, Oma Nainja, Los Santos, in fact, the vintage Osasu Obayuana. Thank you so much, everyone. It's been an amazing evening, and I want you to have the blessed part of your evening executor. Thank you so much indeed. I'm Sean Kimale. Have a wonderful one. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Mike on Podcast with Shayono Kimbaloy.